say you wanna love me Cause that's what I need But I ain't sure if that's what you're here for Welcome to Love Talk. My name's Tracy J. Hines, your host, author of Love Addiction, a book of love poems. Tonight we have uh, my girls, Leslie Lee. Hey, listening audience, this is Leslie bringing that black girl magic. And Terry Saleh. Terry, you there? Hello, everyone. Let's talk about love. All right. Hey, how was your week, Les? Everything's good? Everything's good. I mean, it, the weeks are going by so quick, and I just can't wait because my um, job closes for a couple of weeks for winter break, and I am so looking forward to that. But everything was great. And you? How did it go in, uh, your, on your travels? Well, I am back. I thought out. You know, I was in North Carolina for two and a half weeks or two weeks and 20 and 19 degrees. I cannot handle that anymore. So I'm so happy to be back in Florida. But training was good. Training was good. And you, Terry? So it's been good, you know, holiday season, lots of holiday parties. Um, so after the first of the year, time to get back on a diet. It's been going crazy with all the food and drink over oh the holidays. God. Yeah, it's a little crazy. It's a little crazy. I'm not waiting for the first of the year. I'm like, this is my week to kind of recharge and start all over again and, you know, get back on track with uh, staying focused. Yeah, but I'm I'm enjoying it while it's happening, though. (laughs) That's a good thing. Go ahead. One of my girlfriends was over yesterday, and she asked that we talk about something today. So I'm just going to bring this to you ladies and tell me, you know, what your take is. You know, there's a lot of women out here that are single and, you know, they are looking for a guy and you can't find a good man. He's this, he's that, and all of this talk. And then when a guy is presented right before your eyes, the opportunity is missed. And this is what happened to my friend. Um, she was at an event and there was, as she explained it, a house full of fine men is how she said it. And um, one guy approached her and said, hey, you know, I know you. I used to see you. I used to see you at this place. used to come every day, blah, 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 and -and so-and-so. And she didn't take that as a hint that he's, you know, interested. Or they could even be friends and and, and do stuff together and have that kind of relationship. And he talked, walked away. She never offered up a number. She never said anything that showed that she might even have a slight bit of interest. So what are women doing? Are we waiting and not talking? Or are we, if we see somebody that we're interested in, do we speak up and say, hey, what's going on? And have a conversation or cut them off just like that? Well, you definitely have to seize the opportunity. So, you know, you never know when another fine man is going to come your way, especially one that's interested in you and is talking to you and trying to start a conversation with you. But I do understand, you know, when that happens, if you haven't practiced, and you're not used to that happening, you are kind of caught off guard because you're not ready. So I would tell you, say, practice makes perfect. I don't know how you do that, but you got to be ready for those situations um, when they come your way. I think that you should always be ready to flirt. I mean, I guess that's that's my take on it because even though I'm married, I'm not dead. I'm still talking to people, and I know how to gauge people and, and know how far to take it or not take it, but 
I, you know, it's a nice feeling to know that somebody's attracted to you, even though you're not going to go any, anywhere with it. But if you always walk around with your guard up and and not suspecting that this could possibly be the one, you're going to always miss out. You're not tapping into your inner security. Like, it's okay to flirt. Everybody's, it, everybody's flirtable until you get to that point where if it goes to the next level, then that's when you have to do some digging to figure out if this is the person you want to be in a relationship with. But why aren't you open to flirting? It's fun. Yeah. I, I guess yeah, some people are a little good. timid or a little shy or, and, and, and as you said, Terry, being out of practice because she has been single for a while and being out of practice, not knowing, you know, exactly what do I say? So what do you say when you, because I think it's obvious. I think if you're in a room and somebody makes it their business to come over to you, tap you on your shoulder and say, hey, I know you and I remember you and what he remembered her from was from a year ago when she used to visit this place with a girlfriend and it was a frequent visit daily. And he brought this up. So to me, that's kind of obvious that he has some interest, you know. What it mm -hmm. is is unknown, but some interest. So what should she say? She doesn't know what to say. She's a shy girl and doesn't know what to say. Well, first, you know, genuinely ask, or I shouldn't say ask, but genuinely, genuinely be interested in whatever that person has to say. I know that might be hard because, again, this may not have happened to you in the last two or three years and you're like in total shock. You might be frozen. But I think it's, <laughs> you know, you need to relax. You need to accept that this person is just, you know, it's a human being just like you are and just maybe try and enjoy the conversation and don't make anything too big out of it right now. Um, right. And then I do think um, if you are single, sometimes you might have to read up on, you know, things, like Leslie says, that helps the flirtation. Sometimes you just don't, it doesn't come naturally to you. So reading is fundamental. You know, go online and, you know, look up some things that, you know, are little flirtatious clues that show you're interested, um, things that men um, kind of, gravitate to or attracted to and you know practice I, I that's all I can say practice makes perfect because you know you get that one shot you may blow it so you, you need to practice you I think, you think practice to flirt well if it doesn't it, come natural, natural to you right. yeah if it's not natural you're just not going to do it but I think that a lot of people they have, I, I shouldn't say, I don't know everybody's thought process, but a lot of women especially are looking for this, this fairy tale of what they think this man is going to come riding up on a horse and sweep you away. And you know what? He might just walk up to you and casually tap you on your shoulder. So whatever that fantasy that you have in your head or that picture that you created for yourself and this person doesn't come the way you think that he should come, now you're close to a situation where it, it, you're missing out on a lot of opportunities. Like, I, I, I remember one time, it was too funny, my father had just passed away, and my mother and I, we were in Manhattan shopping, and there was this white gentleman checking my mother out. I mean, he wasn't just, I mean, he was throwing all kinds of subtle hints, talking to her. I said, Mama, he's trying to talk. He's not talking to me. I said, Ma, he is trying to talk to you. He was coming at her with all these little one-liners, and she was just not 
interested, was not taking the bait. I don't know if it was because my father just passed or she wasn't interested because he was white. I don't know what it was, but he was throwing everything you can imagine to see what was going to stick, like spaghetti to the wall. And if you're not open to it and you're not receiving it the way you think it should come, you're going to always be closed. So you think it would be too forward of her to have said, hey, you know, um, here's my number. Give me a call. You think that's too forward? That's too much? I don't know what the what the conversation was. Maybe it wasn't even about him wanting to have a number. Maybe it was just small talk at that moment. So to give you a yeah, number sounds like, too much. It sounds like she just didn't know how to engage in a playful or flirtatious conversation and she may have wanted to, but just didn't know what to do or what to say. And I just think sometimes, you know, just talking with your male friends and finding out, you know, what, what do men like, you know, you know, what, what attracts them to a woman? What, you know, what do I say that turns them off? What do I say that turns them off? What do I say that, you know, do they like a woman with a sense of humor? You know, everybody has different preferences, obviously, but I still think, that can be groomed if it's not if it's not um natural to you i think you can you can get that you can bring that inner hottie out i think there's an inner hottie in everybody and i think you can bring it out and you have to be confident with that inner person that inner hottie because a lot of people are not confident and then that's when they miss out on what they think is an opportunity and go back and beat themselves over the head don't live your life in regret like that because you don't know when you're going to have that opportunity. It sounds like if he was saying all these things about how he remembered seeing her in the past and he remembered mm-hmm. her from the different occasions that he saw her, he's been checking right. her out. She was so funny. Yeah, you know, maybe she, she maybe, maybe she freaked out and thought he was stalking her or something. Like, how do you know all that stuff about me? Well, you no, know? that's not the case. That's surely not the case because she said to me, you know, Trace, I messed up. I should have said something. I should have given them my number. I should have done something. I don't know what to do. I don't want to sound too forward. I felt a little taken back. So I don't know if it's, you know, everybody knows how to talk to people and what to say. It It may not be too late. It may not be, but, you know, right now they were in a a social setting. So somebody knows somebody that knows somebody that knows him. Start asking questions. Somebody knew him there. He wasn't there by himself as a stranger. So if they were in a social setting, he came with somebody, he knows somebody, he works with somebody. Start asking questions. Yeah, she, she's going to do that. I guess, I guess what she was trying to get at is, well, you know, what do I do next time? And so now it brings me to this. Is it totally off for women to, to make the first move these days? Or is that just, you know, the guy's thing? Should you just always wait? You know, those women that are still and are waiting... I, I don't think it has to be that rehearsed. I don't think meeting people has to be in your head that stage and that rehearsed. I think that if you're just open and you're not so rigid to what you're expecting and just always be open to the possibility of meeting somebody, conversations are going to happen. And you might not necessarily have to put yourself out there with, here's my number, call me. It might not have to be that strict and that rigid. It just be open to having a casual conversation with Anybody, everybody, don't be so close to every situation. Yeah, you know, just use her natural curiosity, like, you know, find out 
you know, well, how did you remember that? You know, I'm surprised that you remember all of that about me, and I don't even remember your name and, you know, what you do. So how did you remember that? You know, and then find out, you know, okay, so since that last time you saw me, um, what have you been up to? You know, what do you do for fun? You know, and then just talking. I think just a casual conversation where you feel comfortable talking to the person and you are genuinely interested. And if she, I think you said the guy was good looking. If he was attractive to her, then she could have come up with, you know, like I said, a few questions where ask about him, you know, they love to talk about themselves. So ask about him, you know, so what have you been up to lately, you know? And, you know, the same stuff that they, they ask us, like, okay, so... You know, does your girlfriend, you know, where's your girlfriend? Does your girlfriend like, you know, you hanging out? You know, just to find out whether <laughs> he is slick, a That's slick, Terry. That's very slick, okay? To um, figure out what's going on, right? Yeah. So just, you know, play with how he, you know, seems to remember you. That's the, that's the start of the conversation. How do you remember me? You know, be a little flirtatious. So what did I have on, you know, since you remember you know, seeing me, you remember what I had on, you know, did I look good, you know, you know. To some people, Terry, I don't think it happens that natural. They don't even think to talk like that. I know. Yeah, I, I, and, and I, have I think it does come out of practice, so I think you can practice mm-hmm. that. You yeah, think you can practice flirting? It's hard to I think you can build you know up to that, yeah. My girlfriend told me a story one time that I thought it was the cutest thing, and I think it applies to grown adults. She heard her two nieces talking. One was older than the other, and the older one was very apprehensive because there was a little boy that she liked, and she didn't know what to do or what to say around him. And the younger sister, with all the wisdom, said something that I think is so appropriate. She said, this is how it works. You see a boy that you like, you tell him, you ask him, does he like you? If he says yes, then you tell him, you're my boyfriend. That simple. Point blank, period. <laughs> the older sister wasn't receiving any of it. That's not how it goes. Yeah. And the younger sister stood her ground. If you see him, you like him, he says he likes you back, and he's your boyfriend. Point blank, period. I think it should be that simple. <laughs> it would be nice to make was. too much out of it. We make way too much out of it. <laughs> That's what I'm going to know. Yes or no. It is definitely a lot of work. You like me, I like you, and that's it. Period. You're my boyfriend. Yeah, making him feel comfortable, you know, if if he comes up to you and says, hey, I remember you from somewhere, making him feel comfortable to keep the conversation going. So looking straight into his eyes, you know, direct eye contact, smiling. you know, if you got nice long hair, playing with your hair, you know, doing something that makes him be like, oh, okay, she's kind of opening up a little. Um, right. Definitely not with your arms crossed and your legs crossed, you know, looking like you're all uptight. You got to look <laughs> like you're open um, yeah. to make yeah. him comfortable enough to continue a conversation with you. I guess it's hard for some, but... I would flirt. I, you know I talk to everybody anyway. Anybody I see, I, that, that gives me So what would contact. you say, Tracy? Exactly. What, would I say? what would you say? I would have said, hey, how are you? I don't remember your name. What's your name? 
And you remember me? I would go in. You remember me from that far, that long ago? Oh, nice, nice. And then I would start a conversation. So what do you do here? You know, and just go in and start mm-hmm. talking. I'd tell them about myself mm-hmm. and what I do and, you know, all of that. And then through the conversation, I would find out if he had an interest for sure or if he was just being polite. And if I was digging him and I thought he was a nice guy and I wanted to get to know him better, I surely would have given him my phone number. No doubt. Yeah, I think to answer that question is definitely not forward these days. It's not too forward these days for a woman to approach the man and let her know that she's interested. Um, it's being done, you know. Men don't mind that. They don't mind assertive oh, women. Are we Monday morning quarterback in this thing? Because we weren't there. And we, I, I mean, think you we can are. say what you would say. You can say what you would say when you're not in that situation. But, like, I think her question or what she was trying to get at is how is she not miss this opportunity again? And I don't think that we can tell her that. She has to feel confident in herself that when somebody's approaching her, she doesn't have to be so guarded. That's what she needs to learn about herself. And that conversation, like Terry said, after a while with time and practice and you've done it enough, it'll come your way. But she's got to figure out where her comfort level is because she's never going to open up her mouth. And then she's going to start practicing and rehearsing the wrong things. Like, where's your comfort level? How comfortable do you feel engaging people in conversation? And if she's one of these people that's never going to feel comfortable, then she's got to figure out other means to date. Maybe she needs to talk to friends and and set her up on a blind date. But if her comfort level is never there to have that casual conversation in passing at any moment, how is she going to pick that up? I think that's what she. I think she wants to hear what the 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 steps to having that casual conversation. And you can't. What she asked me was, "What would you do?" And again, I told her what I told you guys. And she said, "Could you guys talk about it tonight? What will other women do in a situation like that?" Because she's been out of practice, she just doesn't know what to do. Now, Leslie, you're right on with the comfort level because we could tell her a list of things to do. But if that's not who she is inside and she's not comfortable with all of that, clearly, that's not going to work for her. It's just not going to work. So. Comfort level is number one. You got to know yourself. You definitely have to know yourself and know what you're ready to, to do and what you can do, you know, because you don't want to sound like a babbling idiot when you somebody is trying to talk to you and you don't know what to say and you're rehearsing something that I would say. It's not going to sound right coming from somebody else other than me. Mm-mm. You got to have your own game. You can't take my game. My game is I'm using that play that we got Leslie's game, we got Terry's game. My game is tight, okay? And you can't play with my game. But I still think all all games can be practiced. You know, Mm -hmm. practice before the game. Practice before the game. Practice to be So, you know, last week we were talking about all these sticky situations and, and how things were, you know, crazy a little bit. There was one that Leslie and I kept going, had different opinions on. So I went out and I found this woman that um, she kind of talks about love and relationships and she's been doing it for a while. She does it on Facebook. Her name is Tony Nicole. And she's going to come back on our second segment. And we're going to talk about um, one of our sticky situations from last week. Um, the one that what, talks about... 
No, girl, not the toupees. Don't nobody want to talk about toupees. Uh, I'm not checking for you. If you came for me without a toupee, without a ball, and then later you come back with a toupee on, that's not going to work. We're not talking about toupees, okay? <laughs> the one no, day, I was, last week, I, we were stuck on that a little bit, too, because y'all said that if he was trying to gradually get into something different, and I'm not feeling that. But go ahead. No, the sticky situation that I'm talking about where um, Tony Nicole is going to talk to us about is um, the loving is not good, and how do you tell your significant other that it's not good, and can you teach your significant other? So she'll be with us on the second segment to see what that's all about. That should be a little spicy. Hopefully um, we'll learn something if you need to learn something. We can always learn something. Yeah, yeah, I'm, not, I'm never at that place where I know everything I need to know. I just, I, when it comes to relationships, I think that in some respects, some people overthink it, and then some people put too much thought into it, and they're not living in the moment. You got to live in the moment. You cannot always think about what it's going to look like ten years from now, and 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 the perfect little picture, and. And look at the person that you think is supposed to be in your life and he doesn't present himself in that way initially. You're thinking too hard about it. I think people put too much emphasis in some areas and not enough emphasis in other areas. The, the areas that you need to really think about is now that you know you're in this relationship, is this the person that you really like? Do you really like him? Does he really like you? Do you want to invest time in this person? Is he treating you well? That comes after the initial conversation, first couple of dates, outings, however you get to that place. But I think that yeah. people put the wrong emphasis in the wrong places and just spend more time living in the moment. Live in the moment. Yeah, I agree with that. And I also think um, there are some women, and I've had conversations with women, who are trying to actually get to that first step in the relationship. They are not confident in themselves. You know, they, you know, the word feeling sexy to them, you know, almost doesn't come into their vocabulary. I had to ask one young lady, I said, what, what makes you feel sexy? Because what makes you feel sexy about yourself is going to attract other men to you. You know, what you do is, it, you know, wearing red nail polish? Is it getting, you know, your toes done? Is it a sexy perfume? Is it getting your hair done? You know, is it, you know, your attire? You have to bring that, whatever that is that makes you feel sexy, you've got to bring that because men are attracted to women that they know are confident, feel good in their own skin. And so before you even get to the relationship and do all those things, Leslie said, how do you feel attractive enough to attract somebody to you, you know, and do those things that make you feel sexy? Yeah, that's kind of hard. That that's a hard one, Terry, to know what your sexy is, and I kind of think you need to practice that. (laughs) Yeah, I'll tell you. Yeah, you need to practice what your sexy is. Say it again. Tell you. People will tell you what your sexy is. You have to think about what is that thing that people are always complimenting you on. For me, it's my smile, and I and I I kind of shy away from hearing it sometimes because I don't get it. When people say that, but I hear it a lot, like, oh, I love your smile. And not even on a sexual 
from. Like, I get compliments from women. Like, oh, there she goes again with that smile. For me, I know it's my smile. So people Mm -hmm. tell you, what is that compliment that you hear all the time from other people? You hear compliments from people. Yeah. That's your second Take that lead and go with it. Yeah, you got to work that. Whatever that uh, positive thing that you got going on, you got to learn how to work it. And don't be afraid of it. I mean, I, I listen, I'm talking from a place where I don't get it what people say to me about my smile. But then when you hear it enough, it's like, oh, well, maybe it is something about my smile. And then you got to own it. You got to love it. Accept it. Work with it. Because you ain't getting wow, one chance around at the rodeo. Huh? Say it again, Liz. You're only getting one dance at the rodeo. Stop missing your turn. This life is going to be... <laughs> we're going to be it's doing quick. things a it's lot very different quick. soon. Yeah, we're going to be doing... Like I always said, nobody wants to see my saggy old 80-year-old titties, so I'm showing them now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really. Who wants to see it at 80? Unless you're really you It's not now when, right, Liz? It's not now exactly. when. Exactly. Who wants to see my curves when I'm 80 unless I'm really bringing it? And there's only a few women that I know in their 80s is bringing it and men may still be attracted. Right, right. Stop sitting on what you got. If you got it, flaunt it. Stop holding it back and keeping it on reserve. Who are you holding it back for? Don't nobody want to take a break here. We're going to take a break here. When we come back, we're going to check out that sticky situation. If the loving's not good, how do you tell someone? And we'll have Tony Nicole on with us. Okay, we'll be back in five minutes.
about my hair follicle to my toenails You got me feeling like the breeze Easy and free and lovely and clean Oh, when you touch me, I just can't control it When you touch me, I just can't hold it The emotion Love Talk. This is Tracy J. Hines, your host, author of Love Addiction, a book of love poems. Today we have a very special guest, Miss uh, Tony Nicole. She comes from us um, from Charlotte, North Carolina. She's a very interesting woman. Uh, it's just amazing how you meet people. But uh, Tony Nicole is better known as Lady T. She is the CEO of T. Nicole Enterprises in Charlotte, North Carolina. Her business consists of event promotion, fashion design, and motivational speaking. Tony engages in topics on Facebook pertaining to relationships, love, and intimacy, and it has grown into 7,000 followers and growing. So this week we call, hey, Tony, how are you? I'm doing good. How about you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. We called Tony back because last week we had some sticky situations, and one of the sticky situations was the loving is not good. And can you tell your significant other? And once you've told them, can you teach them? So um, Tony, with her 7,000 followers and knowing about love and relationships, we want to ask for her opinion and what she thinks on that little sticky situation. Tony, how would you handle that? Well, communication is key. <laughs> um, definitely got to talk to your significant other. I mean, you need to lay it out there on the line and let them know exactly where you stand and how you feel. Um, but well, how, how do you talk, Tony? What do you say? What do you say to them? Do you mean, just come out okay. and say, you... I would say, you know what, well, you know, honey or sweetheart, we need to talk. Um, what you're doing is just not working right now, <laughs> you know. Or you can just be like, you know, we really need to work on this situation that we have in front of us because, um, we both want to be happy and pleased at this point. So let's work on how we can fix this issue and um, talk about the points that's going to be uncomfortable. Some people don't even want to touch on that, but you got to find out, okay, what is it? Are you too excited? Are you, are you not there? Or do you feel like the way you're coming at me is it because you feel like that's what I'm going to like or, you know, enjoy? So we, it's like you got to be on the same page. 
So when do you have this conversation? Just before you get ready to, you know, have this passionate love session, so he thinks or she thinks. You do it then, you do it during, you do it after, or you just pick an arbitrary day to have this conversation. When do you talk about this? When is the best time to have these conversations? Because you don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Right, right. I think the best time to have that conversation is before anything takes place. Because you go back to thinking about the last session, you know what I'm saying? And you think about, okay, that's the reason why you want to bring it to their attention because if the last session was not pleasing or good, then we need to talk about it before we get started again. So how many sessions do you chalk up to, oh, that was a fluke, maybe he wasn't feeling so good or maybe she wasn't feeling so good. That was a fluke. How long does it take before you know it's a pattern? Oh, man. i say probably number three. Number three, third time, yeah. Because mm-hmm. the first and the second time, you'd be like, okay, what's what's going on, you know? And maybe you let the third time slide through and be like, okay, well, it's still doing the same thing. Uh, we need to talk about it because something's not right. So I would say, like other question: What are we talking about? Are we talking about a new relationship? Are we talking about relationships that have been in the making for many years? Because I, I believe, and I still stand on this ground, that if it's a new relationship, mm-hmm. you two should be at a place where you're very passionate about one another, can't keep your clothes on, and that's the attraction. In mm-hmm. an old relationship, how things go sour is, okay, we've been doing this for so long, and there's other entities that pop into the relationship there's other scenarios that can change the bedroom action scenarios like you got kids now you have bills you have you know it's different Mm -hmm. things that enter into the relationship that now can hinder the bed but when you're new in a relationship like tony says like one or two times you got one or two with me and we're done because i'm not going (laughs) to keep doing it Just think about all the different people that could be listening, right? You have people who have never had sex. They're getting married, and their first sexual encounter is on their wedding night. You have people who aren't married, but they're in a committed relationship, and they're having sex, and maybe they've had sex two or three times because the relationship is new, and they haven't had that conversation. And then you have people where, you know, people fake it. People fake it. Mm -hmm. Guys fake it. Girls fake it. They've been faking it, and now they're set up with faking it. I've had enough of faking it. How do I have this conversation? Because I've let so much time go by, and he thinks or she thinks that it was all that, and it wasn't. So my thinking is... Why are you faking it? What's the ulterior motive to faking sex? Well, initially, in in the beginning, what's the ulterior... Why are you hanging in a situation... Just for what purpose? For the sake of Why someone's are you feelings. For the sake of someone's feelings. Mm-hmm. Let's just say that that's it. Because we don't know what to say or how to say, and we don't want to hurt the ones we love. Let's just say. So that. you got somebody continuously. Say it again, Tony. Ever. That's the worst thing ever is to to fake anything like that, especially when it comes exactly. down to sex and intimacy in a relationship, because. You know, the expectations, everybody's expectations are going to be on a high level when you're in mm-hmm. a relationship. And especially when it comes down to the intimacy part, the sex part, it's like, okay, 
you know, you got those couples, the man and the woman, they'll talk that game and they'll be like, okay, you know, it's about to go down. I can do this and, or I can do that. And then next thing you know, they get together and it just goes out. You know, they didn't bring forth what they said that they were going to do. And that's why I would right. tell, you know, like, I, I tell people whenever we have a topic like this, you know, show a person better than you can tell them. You know, exactly. don't put a whole bunch of words in there. Show them, you know, I can show you better than I can tell you because that way you leave them a surprise. You know, so don't talk it up. Don't don't talk it up is one is is a lesson. Don't talk it up. Yeah. No, yeah, I think what right. she's saying is your actions speak louder than your words. Is so right. You say you're going to knock my boots. That's exactly what I mean. And we shouldn't have to go dance around the awkward situations because that <laughs> initial. And I still go back on when we first meet each other. If the attraction is there, we are tearing each other's clothes off, and we are in sync. Mm-hmm. And if we're yeah. not that first time, that's a sign for me. Like I won't be doing that again. Oh no, no, no. So Tony, do you, Tony, do you think at the first time, you know, it's like, oh no, I won't be doing that again? Especially if it's somebody who you're interested in. If you're interested in, is this a teachable moment? If you're interested in that person, you, I mean, the first time should not throw you off. You know what I'm saying? It's like the first time should not turn you away. You know, I mean, get to know that person because a lot of people are always like, well, you know, if the sex ain't good, I'm not going to stick around. But you got to understand it is more in the relationship than that. Sometimes people need to be taught how to please you and how to love you and all those things. So it's like you just don't want to give up on a person because they perform just because it's good. exact. Right. Yeah, you want to find that's out what about I think. that person. Yeah, you know, if they if they remedial and don't have it together, then you need to open up a door to them and show them, okay, well, this is how I like to be pleased. Or this is how, you know, you would benefit from this. So it's like you want to go forward with that. But don't just turn around, you know, turn them away. You know, find out about the person because you're building that foundation. You know what I'm saying? But, I mean, you do have some people that just want to get with somebody just for that night, you know? Mm -hmm. I never did understand that, but to each his own, because you got so many soul ties out here. But, you know, you got so many people doing that today, and they're not being cautious about what happens with that. But when it comes down to knowing someone, give them another chance. You know what I'm saying? And then also don't try to move so fast. You know, find out about them. The, the chemistry is the chemistry really there that you really want to go forward in having that intimacy part, or mm-hmm. do they just stay in the friend zone? Are they just good at being friends, or are they the person that is friends with benefits? Because you do have people that do that. So it's I don't know how people can do that, but mm-hmm. you'd be surprised. You got a lot of people out here that are so quick to want to be, okay, well, we'll be friends. They'll, they'll be friends with benefits, but then you got those friends with benefits. They want um, all of the characteristics and the duties of a relationship, but they still just want to be characterized as friends just so mm-hmm. they can keep that sexual activity going between each other. So how do you teach someone? How do you teach? Other than just saying, do you need to show 
And, you know, why I keep asking this is because I think about people's feelings and I think about your ego and, you know, I just can't imagine saying to somebody, you know, honey, we made love last night, but, um, you suck. Okay. You know, it wasn't good. You How are they going like to receive that? You know, what words would I need to I say or would say someone it like that? Clearly, you wouldn't you say it exactly should, like that, or would say it like that. But I'm saying, if you're in the middle of a lovemaking session, and mm-hmm. he does something at that moment, or she does something at that moment that's uncomfortable, doesn't feel good, you didn't like it, you just continue to go through the act, or you don't stop right there. Right? Oh, wait, wait, don't do that again. And then maybe after that, you can, I mean, in that middle of that session, say something. Say it right then and there. Please don't do that again. Or I didn't like the way that felt. Because he or she may have thought that that was the best move that they're going to put on you, and they're going to do it again. Why wouldn't you say something right then and there? Yeah. I mean, you want to let them know. Because, see, that's part of teaching each other. You you want to mm-hmm. be vocal and let them know. You don't have to be to the point where you know. Oh gosh, are you crazy? You know you you hurt me. That you know depending right, on right, what they right. did. But it's like let them know in the moment. Say you know please don't do that or that's uncomfortable or I didn't like that. And if they get attitude, you know what kind of person you're dealing with. Exactly. You got some people that get you got some people that get defensive when you're trying to tell them about how to please you because they feel like they know everything, you know, and then you got some that be like, okay, well, just show me and tell me, you know, they're willing to understand and know, especially if they're in Mm -hmm. tune with you. If they want to know all of the avenues there is, then they want to be willing to learn how to please you, how how to do it different, how to keep up or how to slow down, not be so excited. Those kind of things. But then you got some that will be like, you know, I know what I'm doing. Don't tell me I know what I'm doing. Well, okay, but what worked with the other person might not work with you. Right. Whoever they right. had previously, they might have mm-hmm. liked that. But you can't take that same mindset into each relationship that you're going. You can deal with different people. Okay. All right. Carrie, I have a question because we're the, the long time married people in this. And I still go back on if you've been in a long term relationship and at some point the loving is there, what do you think that is? And how do you have that discussion for a long term relationship? Like it was new, good at I'm, one I'm time convinced. and then suddenly? It- yeah, new, I'm convinced. You ain't doing that to me yet. But long term, we're in this for something else. So what do you think yeah, you know, when it's long, when it's long term, when it's long term like that, you know, you can't say, okay, this is the third time I'm rolling out. You know, you, you, you are in it. You're, you're married or whatever. And it's definitely lovely though. Um, and it's still an immediate, an immediate conversation. So, you know, mm-hmm. but as I said before, you know, sometimes married sex, it can get monotonous. You already know each other. Part of the um, excitement when you're first dating with somebody or first having sex with somebody is, is just exploring everything new about that person 
And when you've been mm-hmm. married for 25, 27 years, you know, you already know everything. You already know the move. You already know what it, they're going to do. And so, <laughs> and so you've got to just kind of keep it spicy. But I, I'm with you on that. You know, if it's not the right spot, if it's not the right, you know, rhythm, it's, it's just a conversation, you know. Let, let's try it differently this time. You know, let's try a different location. Let's try, you know, a different plan or something like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. and you know me, Leslie. Mm-hmm. Leslie, like I said earlier, uh-huh. reading is fundamental. So <laughs> I'm not afraid to pick up a book and <laughs> find a book out. with some new positions in it. Yeah, you know, and so I I remember at one point, um, I don't know if y'all remember Superhead and um, Corinne Steffens, and, you know, she wrote a book, and, you know, she had some sex tips in there. I was like, okay, let me go find out what she thought about. Maybe I can learn a little something here. And so I I believe you can... And um pass that stuff along. Pass that stuff on. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I Sonia, I have another message from Oh. Now I was gonna say somebody put out in the atmosphere that um friends with benefits is it's not thought of as love, it's just sex anyway. So if you're friends with benefits and, and you've got something established, if it's whack, you should be able to tell your friend that's whack. But I still go back on if it's a new relationship, y'all shouldn't be able to spend two seconds without tearing each other's clothes off. That's, that's just my thing. And, and, and the sex should be great. Tony, I have another question for you. If, um, okay. okay, you've got to these relationships, right? And you've come, you've had the conversations and everything has been talked about. And, you know, now you need advice on how to spice up these relationships. Is there anything that you can offer in advice on that level? Uh, well, like I had mentioned before, I mean, like role playing. You can role play with your partner. Um, what do you mean by that? You, well, let's say you do like, let's say you get a hotel suite, for example. Um, mm-hmm. And your your significant other or whoever you with can act like he is, you know, maybe the manager of the hotel or something like that. And you're the guest and he's coming up to check on the room. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you're acting out like okay. as if you don't know each other. This is something okay. exciting. You know, it kinda of gives the benefits of somebody new, but you're the same people. Okay. You know, you're creating a fantasy. So this is something that both parties can really be in tune with and then mm-hmm. next thing you know it because it's going to be fun and exciting depending on the, right, that's right. what you two agree upon and then also set the mood you know have the candles lit something where it's really going to be pleasing to you you know and then also mm-hmm. if this is something that's planned out talk to them and say hey you know let's just do a weekend getaway you and me and you know you put that seductive voice on them you know, get them intrigued and excited. Do something out of the norm because, um, like, uh, who, I'm sorry, who's that that mentioned about marriage? Um, sex Harry. Okay. Like, um, and, and I was with, uh, like, I was with my ex 
for um, 10 years, and it went down south with us, you know. But, um, and it was because of, you know, things got in the way, bills, you know, life issues was getting in the way. Mm -hmm. And you wanted to try to change things up and try to make it, you know, uh, spicy. So, you know, you want to include something or an idea. Role-playing is one. Um, Maybe changing, you know, not being in the bedroom, maybe another room. You know what I'm saying? It all depends on you and your partner. Sit down and talk about it. You know, plan it out. For me, we like? always have to. For me, Joe, my husband and I, we always have to go back to the lab and spice it up. But it's always, not always, but in most times, it's always mm-hmm. after we did hit a bad patch where we're not getting along or there's something that makes us have to refocus our energy on each other. It's mm-hmm. not smooth sailing for 30 years and every love making session is where fireworks are going to go off. It hasn't been that we've always had situations that have come up and it's nothing big sometimes. And we just have to, you know, like, okay, babe, we're not really focusing enough energy and attention on each other. So we're always having to go back to the lab, recreate, spice it up and throw it back out there and see what we get. It's not, you can't just rest on we've made it this far, we're married and everything's going to be good. You better be trying to spice it up and sex it up. Just like I said before, though, all the things that men want to see when they go out, I'm doing my level best to try to dress that way and look that way and act a certain way. Because if my husband likes to look at it, why why not look at me? Yeah. And I mean, you don't have to look at somebody else. Why not look at me? You made a valid point. Sometimes, it's like if you keep presenting that same persona, that same canvas in front of him, and he sees something else, in his mind he's thinking, I wish he would change up this or change up. Because, you know, sometimes men are not vocal. They won't say a lot of things of wishing because, number one, they wanna, they're going to dodge an a argument or anything like that. But it's like, that's why I say all the time communication is key. But if you're paying attention and you're seeing him checking something else out or he's making a comment saying, for example, I like how Beyonce has her hair. I like what Beyonce was doing or how she looked in that video. Okay, there's only one Beyonce. We all can't look like her, but we can get that persona together. We can't get our appearance to look sexy, to look nice, to look different, and then we get that reaction. And then you'll see that difference. And then who knows? That could be the motivation. You know? Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I think Mm -hmm. um, they're definitely visual. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, the visual definitely. They're visual and we're like, we're emotional. We we Mm -hmm. act on our feelings and stuff. That's what we do. That's what us women do. Men are visual. You know, they act upon what they see a lot of times. So it's like we're always either overthinking something or we're thinking so deep within that we're like, okay, I wonder could it be somebody else? And it could not be nobody else. It's just the fact that he's, you know, hoping or wishing that you could change your look or maybe it's just been too many arguments going on. Like I said, life issues or situations can cause things to go down to the point that the sex is not great. 
intimacy. You know, that's exactly, Tony, that's exactly what Leslie was saying. And I was like, no, I don't believe that's true. But I must be in denial. She said the same thing last week. She's like, you know, loving doesn't go right um, when things in your life are not going right, just like you just said. So I Mm -hmm. guess, Leslie, you were right, girl. You were right. I I know know I was. That's why I stopped (laughs) laughing. (laughs) Yeah, but I mean that's that's a very important thing because you know if the home is not in order, if it's not right, then you're going to be unbalanced. The intimacy is not there. That's why you got to sit down and communicate and talk about things. And you know, one person's not happy, and find out. Okay, so what are you not happy with? What would you like for us to do? What would you like for us to try? And of course, they'll probably present it to you. And then if it sounds crazy, of course, what's your thing and say. Honey, I'm uncomfortable with doing that. I'm not down with doing that. Can we try something else? Or find you know, out why I didn't want to try that. I, you know, because that's the thing. Men have different fantasies. Women have fantasies too. Men want to try to, you know, you got some men, and I had this conversation with another person. You have a man and a woman, and this man is wanting to spice it up, but he wants to spice it up to the point where he wants to bring another woman involved. The other lady was uncomfortable with that. And you have that going on today. You know, you got a, a lot of couples that are trying to bring another person in, and that causes destruction, confusion, division a lot of times um, when that happens. I think so. I definitely think so. You know, I think it should be a foursome. You get to bring your person, I'm gonna bring my person, and let's do this. If somebody, <laughs> wow. if somebody more people, we're gonna all bring somebody in. Come on now. Well, listen, hey, it's, look, if that's the kind of party y'all got going on, and y'all want to get down like that. I'm just saying, if it's gotta be like that bold to introduce it into a relationship, then hear my wants and wishes too. You want something? So Maybe I want something. your man is coming to you and he wants to invite somebody else in, let you like, all right, hold on. Like, I got somebody I want to invite Exactly. Let me, call, let me call my people. Let me call some of my friends. <laughs> Come on now. Why do you want to be a man's fantasy of what he wants? I fantasize too. <laughs> <laughs> you are just so nuts. Listen, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about... Um, if I were going through something, you know, I'm one of those kind of people that have a hard time verbalizing, you know, in person about my situations, you know, how do I talk to people? I'm going to share that with you. So I appreciate this conversation tonight because I think I've learned a lot. If something wasn't right in that sexual environment, I have a hard time with saying, oh, you know, that's not good. Suddenly it was just slowly fade to black, and he would probably never know. Well, I'm not good at your that. soul. Your soul. You're ready to let, let, like, how do you feel? Like, he's doing this so awkward, and you're just going to be willing to just lay there and let him do what he does for weeks, months, and times. At, at a, and, and you're just like, no. I don't know how to be. Like I like like said, you got to be uh, vocal. Like, you, you really have, I have to. I have a hard time you gotta, sometimes expressing vocally. But listen, if I was in this relationship and I want to spice things up, because I am a poet, I would read a poem that would um, hopefully motivate somebody. So I'm going to share that with you ladies, okay, and everybody who's listening. Here we go. Mm -hmm. I want to feel you touch me, 
I want to feel your hand in my hand. I want to feel your lips on my lips. I want to feel the heat of your body warm my body. I want your hands to massage every inch of my body. I want your soft, wet lips to kiss every surface of my body. I want to touch you, your face, your body from head to toe. I lay at night and dream of a day that I will feel you inside me. I wait patiently without anticipation. As I sleep, I can see our bodies move as one. I imagine making love to you every day. I want you. That's what I would do because I can't talk regularly. I have to write poems to put what I have. Well, promise me you'll you'll read that poem the first time. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, listen, listen. You can get my book on my website, TracyJHines.com. Scroll down. You'll see. Get your copy here. The e-reader is $3.99, and the paperback is $10.99. Log on. Come back next week. We'll have more steamy topics. We'll talk more and just um, try to open up the dialogue so people know what's happening. Um, any last words from our guest, Ms. Tony Nicole? Um, I say just be open. Just be open with your partner. Talk to them and find out what it is because both of you have to be on the same page. And, and if somebody um, needed to get in touch with you, Tony, how would they do that? Um, they can actually get in touch with me uh, through my website, which would be www.teamnicoleenterprises.com. So that's all together. So they can uh, mm-hmm. get in touch with me there. I have like a, a message panel where you can where, you know, enter in your message and it'll come directly to me. Okay. All right. I want to thank you so much for sitting in with us and giving your insight on some uh, sticky situations. It was a pleasure no talking no with problem. you tonight. No problem. Uh, also, um, look, me, look me up on Facebook, too, Tony McCall. Okay. All right. Leslie and Terry, you have any last words you want to put out there? I think when you know what you like, it'll be a lot easier to communicate it. So know what you like, and it's easier to communicate it. I still go back on the first one or two times making love with somebody. If you're not passionate, steamy, head over heels crazy with that person. Don't keep doing it. It's not good for yourself. Forget being nice to somebody else. Be nice to yourself. All right.